Hello, hello, and welcome back to Generation Slay, the podcast where I interview the Gen Z creators, innovators, and entrepreneurs who are absolutely killing it in their fields. I am your host, Emma Havacorst. I am a recent college graduate. I am a very stereotypical Taurus and a very, very severe chai latte addict. In other news, I'm kind of over summer, kind of ready for it to be fall. I know that I'm technically not going back to school for the first time this fall, but there's something about school supply season that really gets me going and gets me super excited for sweaters and, you know, Duncan has pumpkin spice lattes back. So that's kind of what I've been feeling lately. Don't know how you guys are doing, but I feel like in this world, we need a few things that are keeping us going every week and a few things to be excited about. And, you know, on that note, I feel obliged to say, yes, I did miss you all last week. I decided to give myself a little week of vacation. So sorry for the lack of heads up there, but I'm back. We're back. So get pumped. Every Tuesday from here out till the end of season three, we're just going to be kicking it every single week. It's going to be such a blast. And I am so glad that you're taking a hot minute out of your day to be here and to listen to the amazing interview we have coming up today. So let's get into it. This week's interview is with Kanitha Brown, who is so incredible, such a huge inspiration to me personally and to a lot of people I know. She is a 20-year-old Asian-American photographer working in Providence, Rhode Island. She does portrait work that pushes the boundary between fine art and fashion photography, and she's been featured in Elle and Photo Vogue and has gotten recognition from Polaroid and Visco and The Fader. Her work is primarily known for its intimate feminine style, which kind of came about as a result of the exploitive and unfair treatment of women, especially young women, within the media space. So, obviously, as is true for basically every week, for all the past few interviews that we've been doing, it's incredibly, incredibly relevant for the chaotic world we're living in right now. And it was such a powerful conversation just to talk about, you know, the roots of her passion for photography and how to develop out that skill. Also, you know, learning how to develop her gaze and her perspective through her art. It's just such a cool conversation. I know you guys are all going to enjoy it. But before I let you guys fully hop in and listen to the interview, I will say that I would really appreciate if just after this or right now because you're just listening you don't have to watch anything you just scroll down a little bit in your podcast app and leave a nice little review slash rating preferably five stars because as you all know I get self-conscious when there's anything besides five stars and if you are an apple by the way that three star rating I did that by accident I was scrolling down, I pressed three stars, and I accidentally gave my own podcast three stars out of five. So, (laughs) you know, it is what it is at this point. It is what it is. But I would love 
if you like the podcast, if you like what it's been so far, just, you know, leave, leave me a rating, help me balance out my own mistake of a three-star rating, and I would really, really super appreciate it. As always, if you want to leave a comment or a question for me or anything you want me to address on the podcast in that review, I will do so. I check them constantly. So it will probably be in the coming week. Um, but on that note, this is an amazing interview. You should be so, so excited. And yeah, enjoy my interview with Kanitha Brown. Hey, Kanitha, I am so, so excited to have you on Generation Slay today. Welcome. Thank you for having me. So just to kick things off, can you tell me and the wonderful, wonderful listeners just a little bit about you, who you are, what you do, and what your background is? Okay, well, um, my name is Kanitha. I'm a 20-year-old photographer. Um, I'm based currently right now in Rhode Island, but I go to school in Massachusetts at the Massachusetts College of Art and Design. Um, I am a incoming sophomore for uh, photography, but I took a year off after high school to kind of teach myself photography and um, kind of navigate the business and learn stuff about that and um, just kind of throw myself in there right away. Um, I guess to describe my photo work, I mostly work with women. I do a lot of portrait and fashion work and um, a lot of people say that my work kind of teeters on like the like fine art and fashion side because I try to get a little conceptual with things and um, yeah I just like really glowy pretty feminine artwork so yeah. <laughs> Amazing I have to say I am personally obsessed and I'll send everyone to all of your socials and all of your work later at the end of this but uh, everyone needs to look because it's amazing. So let's go back to the very, very beginning. How did you first get into photography? How did you first realize that this was a passion and interest of yours? Um, I would say uh, when I was a kid, um, I kind of found my mom's stash of photo albums uh, when I was growing up. My mom is an immigrant from Cambodia, and she came here when she was 14. I think when she was in college, she started really getting into documenting her, her personal life and everything, and she just has photo albums upon photo albums. And my mom's eye for composition and color is absolutely ridiculous like she is not an artist like she doesn't claim that she is she's a doctor but my mom's work is really really beautiful and I used to take her her film photos and I would put them up like I would steal them and I'd put them up in my room um, and take inspiration from them and um, I wanted to do the same things um, growing up and I didn't have a film camera I was using my my iPhone for the majority of my life but I would learn um, from like YouTube and stuff, how to like edit and kind of treat it like a real, <laughs> like a real photography kind of thing, I guess. And um, Tumblr was also, <laughs> Tumblr was also a really important 
um, tool to get me inspired, but I'd say my mom and um, just seeing all of these collections of people's photographs on the internet was just so eye-opening for me. And I was so drawn to photographing people and I wanted to, to do the same thing. And um, I knew I wanted to be in a creative field like for all of my life, but I just uh, didn't really know what until I was a senior in high school. And then once I got to that point, um, I was kind of like locked and loaded. I was like, all right, I'm about to Basically, I was like going to go to school for something else. And then I kind of went behind everyone's back. And I was like, you know, I really want to be an artist and I'm going to pursue this by myself. And that's why I took the year off to really like determine whether or not this was going to be my passion. And that's definitely what happened. So I, I absolutely love that. And I love the <laughs> idea of you being like, you know, okay, maybe, maybe this is what I'll do. Give me <laughs> here. I'll prove to you this is going to happen and I'm going to yeah. make it work. I adore that. Um, I wanted to chat with you about how you kind of found your perspective and found your, I don't know, I don't want to say gaze. You probably know the terminology a lot more than I do as mm -hmm. a photographer, but it seems to me you got a lot of inspiration from your mom and from her photos, but how did you really kind of develop your style of photography and your perspective and what you wanted to portray? I guess, um, let's see. Well, like I said, like, I really, really liked photographing people. Like, I, I had interest in other things, but it was like, I really wanted to be photographing women. There was something um, really special and um there was, there was a power to the femininity, I guess. Like I really just wanted to explore, um, what I kind of was insecure about in myself. Like I was never, I never wanted to admit that I was a girly girl growing up. Like I always wanted to be hanging out with a ton of boys and doing whatever. But, um, through my work, I was starting to realize, um, Ooh, like I really, really like glowy things and pastels and, um, princessy outfits and exploring um different uh things that were underneath those outer layers of femininity like um womanhood and what comes with that and Petra Collins um I'm not sure if you know her but she is an amazing yes. photographer um and she really um her work was revolutionary for women photographers especially and those who get their start on the internet because in a way Petra did pave the way for a lot of female photographers to get into the industry by showing like um I want you to see that these photos are being taken by a woman and of a woman rather than these are being taken by a man and she was really exploring um not not like glamorizing but like kind of making things of womanhood and um, coming of age, kind of like a cinematic experience. And that was really, really beautiful to me. And I wanted to do something similar and really focus on um, photographing younger women um, that were in my life. And yeah, it's, I would say Petra was a huge influence and just um, kind of exploring um, myself through my work really helped me figure out like, okay, my work is definitely an expression of like who I am and what I'm going through at the time. And um, 
I just like I just think women are so beautiful. So it's just like I just need to to show the world um, this is the way they should be portrayed. Because in the past, um, learning, like I said, from the internet and teaching myself, I was seeing so much like so many depictions of women in such like a vulgar and exploitive way. And I was hearing so many stories from my friends that were models about um, male photographers that were kind of predatory towards them or um, a lot of them, a lot of male photographers will shoot for free for some reason or stuff like that where word was kind of getting around the industry. And I was like, I kind of want to make a safer space for women. I was worried about my friends and I was like, maybe I need to really hone down on just working with girls. And um, through that, I realized like, these are the people I wanna make art with. And um, like, I think a lot of people have said like my best, um, not about me, but like about themselves, they're like my best work now I'm realizing through working with Kanitha is like, I'd rather work with women because you don't have to feel like you need to portray yourself in a certain way when you work with other girls. Um, it's very similar to just like, like I kind of compare it to like having a conversation with your girlfriends in the bathroom. It's just like, you're comfortable there. And like, this is who you are and we can talk about girl things and whatever. You don't have to feel like you need to look good for anyone. And when you're being photographed by other women, it's a different type of feeling sexy and good for someone else. It's like, I don't feel in danger right now. and I don't feel forced. Um, so that's really uh, kind of where my work has been taking off this year is really steering in that direction, I guess. I love that perspective and I love your push to kind of give your friends who are models and just fellow women in the space, like a safe space to build their portfolio and for you to work with them, but to not, you know, put themselves in those situations and potentially be around like predatory male photographers many of whom have been exposed at this point yeah uh, it's just an absolutely insane industry to be in because there are such power dynamics so kind of taking that power back and portraying women the way they are naturally not when they're trying to be something yeah. is it's so powerful and it's so fascinating to me and I think that's why I personally love your work so much and why your work connects with so many people, which leads me into my next question. <laughs> you have worked with some incredible publications and you have been acknowledged or worked with brands like Polaroid and Visco. How did these things come about? What is that experience like? I just, it's so cool. It's so <laughs> okay um so I I'm really proud of those things um because like I said like I I just turned 20 in um May and I for the most part am pretty much like self-taught so a lot of the really big things that have happened to me have just been kind of like happy accidents from just navigating learning from uh, what works and what doesn't and just having faith in myself. Um, a lot of the really, really big opportunities like getting published in Elle magazine and stuff and working with certain designers have just been uh, leaps of faith in myself by just saying, you know what, what if I just reach out to this person and see if I can um, work with them or 
try this out and um it was just like a really rewarding experience um like I think for a while because um I am a woman and because I'm young and um I come from a minority background and my high school did not have a huge like artistic population of people it was like I didn't think that I could accomplish super like I didn't think I could accomplish like a ton within my first three years um and I was getting advice from other older female photographers just saying um just mess around and have faith in yourself and just pretend like you know what you're doing and reach out to someone and see um if they like your work and if they want to work with you and that's what was um happening to me and I the whole Elle magazine publication is probably my proudest thing because it was like um I was on vacation in Chicago and I was like why don't I reach out to a Chicago designer and she told me um, I hadn't really looked into her credentials and I am glad that I didn't because I would have gotten too scared to pursue anything and I kind of was just like can I um, work with you for a shoot while I'm there and she was like the photos might get published in Elle but probably not and she said that to me right off the bat and I was like okay that probably means no and then a few months later she was like okay yep we're getting published and I want to fly you back to Chicago to work with me on like my spring campaign because I'm on Project Runway and I had to keep it a secret and I was like holy crap like this is the coolest thing ever and I was 19 and it was just like I think for me the proudest thing is always never like the how do I say this the um like the actual publications themselves it's more so it's like oh my god like I'm a woman and I'm young and I can do this. Like, I can't imagine what's going to happen in the next few years if I just keep um, believing in myself. And a lot of these things that have happened to me um, have been put together by all female creative teams. And sometimes it's just me and a female model and we get all of that done together. So it's just been really rewarding. Um, and I feel like because I kind of got these opportunities through Instagram and reaching out to people, it kind of feels like a communal um, reward in a way where it's like these people have been watching me grow for three years and to have this really exciting thing happen to me, everyone's always really supportive. And that's kind of the good thing about uh, learning by myself and using Instagram. Um, there's just such like a creative community that you can meet so easily. Like that's how I reached out to so many different brands and publications it's just they see your work on social media and it's like an instant connection I guess so yeah <laughs> yeah and I wanted to dig into you know how you use social media to network and to find these roles and to develop these connections and you did touch on it but just for any creatives I guess out there who haven't yet really leveraged their social platforms to network and to make those connections. How would you suggest they find people they may work with? How would you suggest they reach out? Are there any kind of tips and tricks you've figured out through the last few years? Yeah, of course. I guess um, I've always been obsessed with Instagram. So I was just uh, starting to learn things on my own and starting to learn um, things by like watching other 
photographers processes and it, it processes and it doesn't have to do exactly with photography like whatever type of art you do or if you're a small business you can use any of these tips too but like um when I'm looking for someone to work with or reach out to I literally just use hashtags so it's like if you look up the hashtag um New York fashion designer while you're in New York you're gonna have an abundance of people using those hashtags um, and you can click on their profile and send them an email and just say, hey, I'm this person um, and I'm looking to work with you. And that's how I've gotten a lot of um, my opportunities. And with that in mind, um, using hashtags on your own photos um, helps me network with other people because, like I said, I looked up like a New York designer, whatever. So that means I need to tag myself as like a um, photographer and the hashtags and it's absolutely insane because a lot of the people that have reached out to me um, are like oh we found you through this hashtag or like this thing um, and it's in a way um, it's made just getting up in any industry so much easier um, but you have to keep in mind that your Instagram in a way now is like your portfolio it's like um, it's your website. It's like, of course you need to have like a real one, but it's like, it's the easiest way for people to find you. And, um, yeah, like, I guess, um, yeah, I guess that's it. It's just like, I, I treat my Instagram as if it's my portfolio and I just am trying to stay as active as I can on it as possible. But yeah, if that answers your question. <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, it absolutely answers my question. And I think that's so interesting because I actually have never found anyone through hashtags, but I also don't really. Yeah, but I don't really prioritize networking on social platforms and I should. So that question was also for me. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Uh, I needed that (laughs) advice in a big um way. One more quick thing that would help also that I completely forgot is like, I'm always like, if I see something online, like a photograph or a model, and I'm like absolutely blown away by the creative team, I look at the people that are tagged and I start to follow those people or I'll reach out to them. And that's a super, super cool way to network with people locally because it's like once you meet this person and DM this person on Instagram or send them an email. It's like, this person knows this person and blah, 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 blah. Um, And that's happened so many times where it's like, um, not only have I met my creative teams through like tags and hashtags and stuff like that, but also like some of these people have become um, like my best friends that are going to come with me through the entire industry. And um, my more like celebrity clients will like know this person and that person and once they post you and tag that person, then someone more famous will see it. And it's like this whole cycle. So sometimes if hashtags aren't working and you're looking for um, people on a more local sale, uh, scale, just checking hashtags while you're on your explore page and stuff like that. Not hashtags, oh my God, tags. There's so many tags. But yeah, just looking at, um, looking at all those things will definitely help for sure. Do you find, just out of curiosity, that a good amount of people respond when you just reach out to them cold? Yeah. Like, there have been times where I have 
completely reach out on a whim, like as a joke, like thinking there's no <laughs> way this brand with like 400K is going to respond to me asking them, do you want to shoot with me, but you still have to pay me? <laughs> and they do. Um, so you just have to, to take a leap of faith in a way. It's kind of like walking up to someone and asking them for their numbers. <laughs> it's like, it's either a yes or a no. And it's so much easier to do um, online. Um, but yeah, like obviously there, there's times where people don't respond, but I would say that's like 5% of the time. Um, so you just kind of have to have a little something in your arsenal ready to just copy and paste and say, hi, this is who I am. And, um, I want to work with you. And usually people will like the up forwardness because, um, they might have been looking for someone, but they don't know who to reach out to. So sometimes as a creative um, you can't just sit around and wait for people to come to you. Sometimes you need to make those things happen for yourself. I love that both for you because <laughs> incredible. And also as a general lesson of like things don't necessarily always just fall in your lap. You got to reach out and you got to work hard and you got to kind of hustle for it and figure it out and make those opportunities happen. Mm -hmm. Well, Unfortunately, we do have to wrap up. I have already asked you for so many tips and tricks and advice, but if you do have any last words of wisdom or a piece of advice that's really helped you, especially, you know, getting into photography for any potential photographers or creatives following this, if you have any more pieces hmm. of advice, this is the time to share, but I know I've asked you for literally so many already. I guess, um, let me think. Well, I think a lot of people, I think, yeah, this is a good one. So a lot of people come to me asking me how I have so much to post. Like I literally post two to three times a day um, to try to get my engagement up. And people are asking me like, do you do shoots like every single day, like blah, blah, blah. And um, I always try to remind people, I kind of use my platform as a way to kind of be personal about what's going on behind the work. And I like to tell people that um, I am not out on Instagram to be creating content like as much as it is a social media thing I do treat it like my portfolio and I make work um for I like for archival um purposes and I really take my time with it so I have those archives but there are times where um I don't have the motivation to go out and do anything and I think people kind of get caught up in that and they get into creative ruts and stuff like that with whatever field you're in and um I saw something once that said um, you aren't really measured by your productivity. Um, and that's kind of something that's really stuck with me. Um, I'm a tourist, so I'm very like, oh my God, if I'm not doing something that I'm a terrible person, I'm not gonna, yep, hi. <laughs> I'm not gonna succeed in life if I'm not doing this, this and that. And sometimes you just need to take a step back and be patient with it. Um, I, like the reason why I've accomplished so much at 20 is because I'm so go, go, go. If I don't do this, then I'm going to fail. But I need to <laughs> sometimes remind myself that I'm, uh, I need to slow down a little bit. Um, I'm not getting old very quickly. So um, yeah, I guess that's the advice that I tend to give out to most people is to just be patient with yourself and your work. Um, Cause why, why force creativity? Of course, like sometimes forcing it to get out of 
a period of um like what's the word like a, a rut period or whatever um can sometimes be good but i think especially with quarantine this has kind of taught me to be a lot more patient um with myself and uh i try to tell other people that too um, yeah yeah absolutely i love that piece of advice and as a fellow Taurus it's something that I need to remember constantly um so before I let you go can you tell the wonderful people listening where they can find you online where they can find your work where they can reach out if they want to work with you maybe because guys her portfolio is crazy thank you um so everyone can find me on Instagram my username is k-a-n-n-e-t-h-a-a so there's two a's in there um because apparently there's other people in the world with my name (laughs) but um (laughs) yeah that's uh that's my instagram my portfolio is um kanithabrown.com um and the spelling of that should be on the title for the podcast anyway so it will be and it will be linked (laughs) down below Perfect. So yeah, I guess um, that's everything that you guys can find me on. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for taking the time today to chat with me, to share all your amazing tips and tricks and how you got into photography and developed this incredible perspective and this kind of community of support and this wonderful space within your art. It's amazing and such an inspiration. Thank you. And thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Generation Slay. I really appreciate you taking some time out of your, I'm sure, very busy schedule to tune in. And I hope you'll take a quick sec to subscribe so that we'll see you on the episode next week. And, you know, if you liked it, pop down to the review and leave a little comment. Leave a, hopefully, five-star review. It's super, super helpful on my end, um, just because, you know, the more reviews I have, the more it gets pushed out on podcast platforms to other wonderful Gen Slayers who would definitely, definitely learn and gain so much from hearing these interviews. So by leaving a review, by subscribing, you know, you're helping a girl out and you're helping a whole other wonderful community of Gen Zers out as well. So I'm sure they'd appreciate it if you did it too. Until next week, I would love to see you over on our social channels at Generation Slay Everywhere. You'll see some fun motivational content. You'll see some activism now because of the world we live in. And hopefully you'll see some wonderful Instagram story takeovers, Q&As, days in a life from our amazing guests. So if you want to see any of that, pop on over to our socials and I'll see you next week. Bye!